Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas. We made it. I know for some people it's been a really long year, maybe just a really long 24 hours, <laughs> or, or a long week. See, oftentimes when we get to Christmas, when we get to the celebration, it seems like kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. Right? We finally made it. And for me, when I think about that light at the end of the tunnel, here's the first picture that comes to mind. Right? Wiley Coyote, right? painting uh, this scene so that the roadrunner would run into the wall and that uh, he could eat him or whatever it is he's trying to do. Now, for a guy that has his PhD from Acme University, which is the most reputable of all the cartoon universities, uh, somehow he never uh, realizes uh, that uh, while he, he paints this, Roadrunner doesn't run into it. And then, if you, if you remember the cartoon, what happens? A train comes through, and that light becomes an actual train, and, and it, it runs him over. And, and sometimes that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's a train. Or it's another tunnel. Well, yeah, yeah we, we made it to Christmas, but, but what's, what's next? You know, and oftentimes, th- this light of the world... Seems like it's just a distant thing that, that maybe I get it for just a little bit, but it doesn't last. Perhaps for, for more of us, maybe it's, it's like this. There's a light off in the distance. And I can see, I know if I get to that, then things will be fine. But we don't actually know what it is that we're approaching. So maybe if I just go, if I go faster, if I become busier, if I fill my life with, with all, all this stuff, then, then maybe I'll get to what I want. And here's the thing. If Christmas is just a light at the end of the tunnel, it leaves us in a whole host of darkness. If Christmas is just a light at the end of the tunnel, if the birth of Christ is just something that we're looking forward to someday, it means we're walking and a whole lot of darkness today. In John chapter 1, the birth of Jesus is told in a rather different way from the other readings. It says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then this Word made flesh. This Jesus is described as light. And actually, the prophet that points to him is also described as reflecting the light. But not as a light at the end of the tunnel. And not as something, well, one day you'll have some light, but in the meantime, you're in darkness. And that's so often how it feels. We're walking through problems uh, with health issues for ourselves or for loved ones. And it seems like maybe there's a light at the end. Maybe things will turn out. Maybe there's a slight chance. Or maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is just healing in, in heaven. And that is true. There is that light. And that light shines brighter than anything else. But that doesn't mean that we have to walk in darkness today. 
Same thing if you're experiencing grief. It, it seems like all around, all there is is darkness. There's memories. There's loss. Yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel is a reunion in heaven, and that light shines brighter than any light we will experience on that earth, but that doesn't mean that we have to walk in darkness before we get there. You see, for, for Christians, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a hope that comes in the new creation. But it doesn't mean we have to walk in darkness in the meantime. So the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Not that we would have light someday, but that we would have light today that we would never walk in darkness. See, Christmas is not a light at the end of the tunnel. No, Christmas, the promise of the Christ child, is the light that gets us through till that day, that light in the new creation. It's not a light at the end of the tunnel. It's more like a a flashlight. And a a flashlight is what you need as you're getting towards whatever the, the larger light is you need something so that you can take the next step safely that you know i I don't know exactly what's coming down the road but but i know where i am and and i know what the next step i need to take is see that's how the light is described in john chapter one see it describes john the baptist And it says that, verse 8, He was not the light, but He came to bear witness about the light. John was not the light. You and I, in and of ourselves, are not the light. This is just how a flashlight, if I unscrew this, if I jump the batteries out, I can press this button all I want. It's not going to work. Flashlight has to be connected to the source of light in order to shine. For you and I, as we walk through darkness in our lives, as we look forward to that light of the world that ultimately will be experienced in the new creation, we're called to stay connected to the source of light. As we deal with with grief, as we deal with conflict, as we deal with disappointment, with stress, with depression, with worry, with whatever it is that is going on, that we stay connected to the source of light. That's why I'm glad you're here today. Because this is where the light of the world meets us. Forgives our sins, that we would never walk in darkness. We stay connected to the light because we are not the light. That's why Christmas isn't about family. Family's great. But they're not the light. That's why Christmas isn't about presents or artificial lights or candles or any of that because it's about the true light of the world which shines in the darkness. So we stay connected, not just today, but we stay connected throughout our life to the source of light that we would never walk in darkness. See, the light of the world is not us, but we are meant to reflect the light. The next thing that this passage says about John, that he was not the light, but verse 7, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through 
him. It's the other thing about flashlights. They, they only illuminate whatever you're pointing them at. And oftentimes, with, with the light that God has given us, what we want to do, everyone look at me. Look at what I did. Look at how I'm living. Right? That pride in us. We tend to look at ourselves or we tend to look at our circumstances. Look at how bad I have it. Look at how great my difficulties are. And we magnify our difficulties instead of magnifying our God who is greater than all of it. We are meant to shine this light just like John the Baptist did on the one who saves, on the true light that has come into this world. The light that the darkness cannot overcome. See, that's the third thing this text teaches us about light. It says the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. If you've ever taken a flashlight into a dark cave, where they, you get, get kind of deep in the cave, and they turn off all the lights, and you can't even see your hand in front of your face, all it takes is one person to break the rules. They can't, and they turn on their flashlight, and all of a sudden, everything is lit up. There is no darkness that is so great that light cannot shine through. There is no sin so great that the forgiveness of God can't shine through. There is no, no conflict, no division so great that the reconciliation of God and Jesus Christ cannot shine through. There is nothing that is broken that the resurrection won't fix. There is no darkness that the light of Christ will not shine through. That's the hope, that's the light that we have in the midst of the darkness. We're not just waiting for a light at the end of the tunnel, but we have the light with us to carry with us through whatever it is that we're facing. It doesn't magically make it go away. It doesn't magically make it easier. What it does is it gives us hope and joy in the midst of the darkness. See, we're not meant to shine the light on our own. Oftentimes when we're the one that are in the tunnel, when, when, when we're struggling to see the light, we need someone else to come alongside us. We need someone else to shine the light, to remind us of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. See, having one flashlight in the midst of a dark room is enough. But it's a lot better if everyone there has one. We can, we can shine together. We can illuminate uh, the whole room because we're all shining the light that has been given to us. Our text ends uh, not by talking about the singular, uh, the light comes to you, but the word became fleshy, dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us. Light is meant to shine in us and through us to one another. As we shine the light of Christ in one another's lives. See, we're not just waiting for a light at the end of the tunnel. No, the light of Christmas is the light that we carry with us as we go through whatever the darkness is. As we walk with one another 
through grief, through difficulty, through stress, through conflict. We walk with one another, shining the light of Christ, his forgiveness, his promises, his presence, his reconciliation, his grace, his hope. Because when we have that light with us, we have joy. And joy is meant to be shared. We've been talking throughout this month. Our series has been The Weary World Rejoices. It's a line from O Holy Night, which uh, was sung at at all our our candlelight services uh, last night. The the line uh, from that verse is, A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a yet more glorious dawn. Because the light has come to us, we have joy. The weary world, weary people can rejoice. And joy is meant to be shared. We experience this kind of naturally at at Christmas. You'll probably experience this over the next couple days. You open a present, or, or maybe you see a child open a present they really wanted and, and as, as they open it up, first thing you want to do is show it to everyone. Guys, look, look, look at this. They may not even know what it is. It might just be the box or the wrapping paper or whatever it is. But, but here, look at this. This is the coolest thing. I want to tell you all about whatever it is that I got because joy is meant to be shared. You're gathering at the table and, and you, you take a bite of whatever favorite dish it is. Guys, You have to try these cookies. You have to try this recipe. You have to try whatever it is. Because joy is meant to be shared. We experience uh, the beauty of, you know, a Christmas display. Something like, gosh, all right, you have to go to this block, go to this house, because they have the best display. Whenever we experience joy, it is meant to be shared. And here's the thing, oftentimes, when, when people ask, how was your Christmas, we go, oh man, the food was great, or the, the family time was great. Here, here's the, this funny thing that happened, we got to gather together, or, or this, this was the best present that I got, whatever it is. Oh yeah, and, and I went to church, and you know, the light of the world met me and forgave my sin, and oh yeah, that's fine. What if we reverse that? What if true joy was meant to be shared? Yeah, okay, I, I got, got this cool thing that was on my list, and, and, and that was pretty exciting. But even greater than that, I got to hang out with God. I was in his house. He came to me. He, he forgave all my sins. Right? Yeah, yeah the, our, our Christmas meal was pretty good, but you know what was even better? I got to be at God's table, and he met me. His true presence. He forgave me all my sins. You have to come with me next time. You have to come. In fact, it's not just on Christmas. God's preparing his table. He's meeting us again next week and the week after that and the week after that. And he's always with us. You have to come. You have to experience this Jesus. That's joy. It's the joy of the shepherds who left everything, ran to Bethlehem to see the Christ child And the left are not saying, all right, well, back to the sheep. No, they told everyone. Guys, 
You have to see this Jesus. The light of the world has come. You don't have to walk in darkness. You don't have to wait for a light at the end of the tunnel. The light has come to you. And so may you have a joyous Christmas. May you experience the light of Christ in your life and then share that joy with the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he calls you home. Amen.